pro tip is instead of becoming infuriating myself, oh, I thought you were doing all this work and now you're behaving like that. No, instead I got curious. Curiosity is a delicious detective energy. Mm-hmm. Just got curious. I just got curious, like, what's going on there? You must be really afraid. You're really afraid right now. You're because it's big money and you're feeling insecure and you're not married. So you got to do it yourself again. Oh, there's a lot bubbling up there, girl. Mm. So in my curiosity, I could have this compassion for myself and then come back and say, okay, but when you are in your center, workshop sharing, what would she say? And <laughs> She, she did not steer me wrong. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. This interview with Sherry Salada, who is a longtime friend and just a very, very special person, is one of my favorite interviews. We hit some areas that may be considered woo, but we've got some good discussion around it that I think you'll really enjoy. Well, first, let me introduce you to Sherry Salada. She is an author and a world-class producer and transformation doula. She's the founder and CEO of The Support System, which is a private membership group for women dedicated to creating real-life transformation. And Salada and Company is her personal development company offering acclaimed courses and retreats around the world. Her memoir is entitled The Beautiful Now and other tales of trial, transcendence, and transformation. (laughs) It's been an editor's best choice memoir. Most importantly, is her own personal transformation. She spent 20 years in the land of Oprah and finished that glorious run as the final executive producer of the Oprah Winfrey Show, president of Harpo Studios and president of OWN, as captured in the cable hit series, season 25, Oprah Behind the Scenes. Cherry's an amazing woman. She lives in Napa with her bulldog babies, Dolly and Buzz, and she is working on her life, creating joy and enjoying the ride as she goes. So I'm excited to talk with her today. And in this interview, we really hit on some key topics about transformation. What is it in our own exploration? What do we allow in? What resonates and what doesn't? I think it's important to listen to this episode with an open mind and take that advice. Enjoy what resonates and leave what doesn't. Ask yourself these questions. Where have you seen a beautiful no in your life? Where has your path changed because of that no? And where are you now in your life? What would you like to see? And where would you like your transformation to be? This is for many of us, the second spring of our lives. 
and I want to enjoy it fully with each and every one of you. So enjoy this interview and let me introduce you to my dear friend, Sherry Salata. So happy to see you, my friend. Welcome to the Girlfriend Doctor Show, Sherry. We're girlfriends and we're, we're, <laughs> we're back together, Girlfriend Doctor. We are back together. And the reason I am the Girlfriend Doctor is because of you and Nancy yes. Kala on your show calling me the Girlfriend Doctor. And then That's you're like- right. Back in the day, back in the days of the Sherry and Nancy podcast. Oh, my God. That uh, so oh, and this is 50. That's where I first came across you at That's This right. is 50. That's right. Oh, I've I've been morphing and evolving and evolutionizing myself. It's been a fabulous and interesting journey. Well, and I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the evolution, how we... You know, the the change in identity or the new maybe the new identity, like a new pair of clothes almost. I mean, like, how do you transition? Like you went from being the executive producer for Oprah Winfrey That's and true. the Oprah show and living that life and then not. And then there's this re-identification or what happened? How would that transformation? Well, here's what I want to say, girlfriend doctor, my doctor Anna, my girlfriend. <laughs> is that we're all going to go through transformation and transitions. We're just, we're just gonna either your children have left the house and now what, or you do a job change or you decide you're not going to work anymore or something's going to, people are going to start dropping like flies around you. I mean, it's just what happens. We're all going to go through a transition. For me, it's like, I have the luxury of not being the mother to human children. (laughs) And I say that because it gives me a different perspective. I don't have children clawing at me for time and attention and and activating my codependency and my lack of boundaries. So I can say to myself at 56, I'm not done yet. I have a whole possibly another almost half of life. I'm not done. So I better get busy. Now that I have some wisdom, and now that I have more knowing I've excavated excavated more knowing that I better start planning the life I really want to live and start having the relationships I really want to have. And so I call that getting my feet firmly on the path of transformation, getting clearer and clearer about what it is I really want, and then really letting the universe just set me up with the breadcrumbs down the path and and staying in my center so I can see the signs and I can hear the wisdom. That's a key thing, being able to identify that these are the signs. This is the next right step. Because when you say path, I can definitely identify that and thinking, okay, what's the one next right step we take at a time? What's the one next right step? And, And just like there's that was it like a pivotal moment? Hey, I'm at the time you're like, I'm 56 and I'm not done yet. And- oh, it was pivotal. <laughs> Don't get, <laughs> oh, it was pivotal. It was pivotal. It was an example of what not to do, which has <laughs> well, become, so, become so miserable. You can't get out of bed and, and knowing and knowing that, uh, it's time. It's time for this to be done. I don't I don't, don't enjoy what I'm doing. They probably don't enjoy having me here. It was just time. Like the, the party was over and the fun was over and it had been over for a while. You know, and I guess there's also was a part of me that was like afraid of like, well, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna start for myself? And uh, meanwhile, I mean, go ahead. Did you think like, okay, now this, this is that menopausal transition time period. Do you think that, 
hormones, the menopausal transition, the shift from those reproductive level hormones to maybe a higher, wiser hormone level, something like that had something to do with it because you were right in that transition. I wish you would have been my girlfriend at the time. No, I didn't think that. I just thought, once again, you are made yourself miserable. You're in complete and total unhappiness. You're doing exactly what you don't want to do. I, it was very harsh. It was very harsh. I was very depleted. Um, the Oprah show had ended five years before, and that was a rocket ride. I'd never really recovered from what that required. Adrenal burnout, complete yeah. burnout. Yeah. Oh, no, no, please. And Disconnected. I, I got, yeah. I got myself to an integrative doctor who was like, you screwed up. You know, you are, you are really, really sick. You know, you are depleted. You are, you are so out of gas. So, but I, I say that, and I, I can say that with a little laugh in my voice now at the time, it was incredibly painful. I put myself through what I knew would be the next best steps for me, which was really a very deep internal process that really brought me to the sunlight really brought me to the sunlight and helped me get clarity on where to begin. Like, what do I really want? And how, I'm, how am I gonna start to get there? And listen, my slippery character is still very active. I can get myself twirled up and off my path in a heartbeat. And so really what I have found today is that every single day, I need to get up with the morning ceremony. I need to do my morning meditation. I do my 17 minute yoga practice. Then I do my appreciation practice. And then I start drinking my water and I drink tons of water and, and, and really load my life up with those things that keep me so centered and understanding that not only do I want the joy ride, I deserve it. Mm. I always have. Yeah, you're worthy. You are worthy. And yes. I think that is something that is almost a universal struggle to know that we are worthy to have joy and happiness and not hardship and misery. And like, what is it that we deserve? I think that's definitely been part of the fabric of my life too. this process. And it's really the, the only problem we ever have mm. is, is that worthiness problem. And that worthiness problem is a love problem. So we all have a shared experience of the love problem. And the magic secret is only you can solve the love problem. Only you can solve it because it's only your love that solves it. Self-love. Yeah, it's, it's only your love for you that solves the love problem. And once you start putting in the practices and doing the work, lots of healing work, so you begin to kind of like embrace yourself, embrace your shadow, embrace your light, embrace everything about you, start to you know, anoint yourself with your own beauty and your own wonder. And once you can start doing that, then life gets really interesting. Well, and I want to talk about that too, because you've had access to the most amazing healers and then like, you know, in the world, I mean, you've told me some, some amazing things. I've done some bizarre things. Thanks. Thanks to you, Sherry. I've been doing some bizarre things, but um, I mean, it's interesting opening my mind to what is, you know, what is our evolution? What is right. our personal journey, our struggle? 
And I mean, I love that you said the only problem we ever have is a worthy problem. And this worthy problem is a love problem. And one of the things that I, I love to say is that self-love is your highest frequency. I say to him, this is a mantra to remind me myself. Self-love yeah. is your highest frequency. And in my Girlfriend Doctor Club community, which is my online membership, we've been doing like this thing. When you walk by a mirror, what's the first thought that comes to your head? Yeah. Is it a critical thought or a positive thought? Yeah. So now, yep. Now when you see the mirror, like now when I like I walk by when I see that I'm gonna walk by a mirror, I'm like, think positive. It's like just it's a retraining. I've had to retrain not to focus on what I don't like, but to focus on what I like. And I'm 56. So I'm like, cool. Those patterns run deep. Those yeah. patterns run really, really deep, which is why you have to practice every day. So the new practices override those patterns. And now all of a sudden you have a, a new container. You have a new go-to thought. You have a new little bit of medicine that you can take like, oh, I'm having a bad day. I'm gonna put my hands in my heart. I'm gonna send myself so much love. And I'm gonna remind myself that everything's gonna be okay. And then a couple of deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. better than a donut <laughs> better better than a donut for sure you know that highest frequency what's going to serve us longer for our our better good and the good of those we love and care about now you've been like talking about some interesting um interesting mentors or um healers healers healers, healers that you've worked with can you share a little bit about one I'll that tell you makes Oh my God. Okay. So, so Dr. You know, the Dr. Maria shaman, because when I was on my healing journey, you know, I was, you know, back in 2006, after I lost my son and I was in crisis. And at that point, you know, talk to God, didn't think he was listening. So I'm on to the next thing. And I was introduced to Dr. Maria and she is a shaman and a neurologist or no, she's a, she's a therapist, a therapist. With a doctorate and a, and an indigenous shaman medicine woman with intergalactic connections mm -hmm. um okay so yeah i want to hear what your experience is so one of the things she said so i was in arizona and she was wherever she was but we did this virtually she only had a picture of me that i had to send her in the mail at that time 2006 and she said when i see she was like you know does her shaman she stop shape shifts and goes into your body oh my gosh okay shaman stuff <laughs> and and she's like when i see this much sugar and acidity i always see cancer i don't see it now but i always see cancer and that was the link that sugar and acidity and i'm like you know there was so much stress so much cortisol which increases acidity versus oxytocin which increases alkalinity and so there's this that was like from that that was so fascinating for her to see that feel it. Plus I was on the road to diabetes at that time, you know, early menopause, diabetic, this is 2006 and traumatized and grieving yeah. all of those things. And so she was very, very insightful for me. And in other ways too, just really amazing how she could hone in on some really significant signature moments in my life that yeah. And physiology too. So tell me about your, it was long well, ago. I forget a lot of it. But so tell let's me about say, you and I were at a bachelorette weekend and we, we were, were roommates and we were playing the game. Who's your favorite healer? Cause I want to <laughs> try them. And Dr. Maria came up. So I did the weekend, cer the ceremony with Dr. Maria. 
which is you send her the picture, blah, blah, blah. And she shape shifts and she went inside my body and she's um, basically, I had all the markers for death, all the markers for death. There's murderous rage in my liver. There's repressed, uh, all this repressed communication, repressed emotions, so much trauma, so many split aparts, she calls them, where I disassociated from myself in that in that moment that weren't integrated i was like my peepers were like boom and she basically and so she was just describing this journey through through my internal body and what she was seeing like from an emotional level in my energetic body and i was like holy moly so meanwhile you don't know this i started therapy with her in may and i continue to it to this day once a week and it's Oh my gosh, it's a hellstorm. You know, therapy is not is not for the faint of heart. You know, like we're just I, I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. We we you know we get in we get into the, the grist of it and oh the fruit it is born, even though it aggravates me sometimes. Listen, I'm resistant. Every week I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. This is a waste of my time. It means and you then, have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that means I have to do it. Because I just sit there, then I look at my resistance going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so what, what I could see is that almost all of my relationships from even the very beginning, you know, it all starts with my mother wound and we're, we're terribly codependent and, you know, and then going into my attachment style and all things like that. Mother so, wound meaning when you were growing up or because? No, mother wound yeah. meaning that my mother could not love me the way I needed to be loved. She was unhealed, you know, she, nobody gave her any healing treatments and she was now on the other side, she's helping me all the time. But, uh, you know, I would say, you know, adult child of alcoholics, maybe a little narcissistic, absent to herself, no self-worth, cared only about what other people thought. And so that was really tricky for me. It was really and and very, very critical, so worried that I wasn't enough. So all that landed in my bones very deeply. So and we often talk about that as a mother wound. You didn't have the mother that that you needed. So now you have to become the mother that you needed then. And so this process has been really interesting. And I do that along with I, I, I do other healing things. I've told you I explore the whole plant medicine. A journey. I, you know, do two or three journeys a year, which feel very spiritually expansive. And not um, with ayahuasca or with. I've done ayahuasca. I've done LSD and ketamine. I've done psilocybin, the mushroom journey, and every single one is different. But something magical gets pointed out to me. Some expansion. Some something and. You know, I, I'm I, I'm feeling like I'm a bit of a psychonaut, which is it's like the astronaut of the psyche, because I, I find like that. so fun, and I find it so interesting, and it really is all about this process, this 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 path I'm on to really know myself intimately, and to understand who I really am. But- that in this quantum world, I'm not this 3D woman not bound with limitations in other words yeah when you say not a 3d not bound with limitations and for me you had turned during that time you turned me on to the indian palm leaf dr q oh yes. my gosh 
and they found my palm leaves, Sherry, and it went through some things that like, I mean, bizarre. I mean, to the, your father's name had was uh, shortened to four letters. I mean, like how, I mean, my dad was Bill. So I mean, like, how do you figure that one out? But anyway, so, but I mean, it was just so, it was very interesting and fascinating to see. And also that there's so much we don't know. And that was one of the things that in my journey and working with healers, right, from all different aspects, there's a, there's a similarities. There are yeah. similarities when they say that your organs, your liver holds anger, your pancreas guilt, your breast relationships. I mean, different. Lungs hold grief, yep. Can you say that again? Lungs your hold lungs grief. Hold grief. Yep. And it's like you feel difficult to breathe and you can relate on that when you're grieving and your heart, you know, heart is love and affection. And so there's to hear that from different healers from around the world. It's like, okay, maybe I need to pay attention to this. And the same with the, the experiences you've had with plant medicine and those journeys. And again, only with very experienced guys. Yeah, no, very, the very guided. It's coaching guided. You're set up, you're cared for, and it's and it's therapeutic. Like you're working on something. You yeah. aren't just like zippity doo. And and I don't I, I really don't have any judgment about that. I, I don't, but I know for me it's very intentional is a good word. Mm, I like that. And so so in that that space, do you think like the biggest like what is like a gold nugget from that experience that you're part of something bigger that you're not bound in this body that your energy is you know expansive is that well, life I, after death is it yeah I, I i i would say very much this that i could have the experience of the love the capital l i could have the experience in one of my journeys i had the actual visceral experience of my maternal lineage and my paternal lineage of mothers all those mothers since the beginning of time bringing me the love mm. it was like i'd been working on stuff about my mom and it's like she came through and called all the mamas on both sides to come and it was like a visceral feeling and so it's an expansion it's like oh oh this is the love. This is the love. This is that what all the holy people have been talking about. This is it. Oh my gosh. And, and so then the work after a journey like that is how do I integrate that experience into my life, my daily life now? And, you know, I have my notes, I go back and read it and I can recall, I can recall that feeling and how can I raise my life to meet that? And it's with all the practice that we talked about. Like, I love you, I love you, I love you every morning, like stuff like that. Your disciplines in the morning. Yeah. And that part of the transformation. So then in midlife, many women are struggling. Okay, we've had this career, we've raised these children. Now we're empty, you know, I'm an empty nester. I'm not, I have grand three generation household, Sherry. <laughs> I know. Horses, dogs, grandbaby just turned one yesterday. Oh my gosh, light of my life, let me tell you. And so, you know, sometimes there's all of a sudden space for that mental breakdown. Like when you become an emptiness, that's why I call it space for the mental breakdown, because you're not constantly pushing the gas pedal, pushing right. the adrenaline, forced to power through all those stuff. So you've created this space. So in this space or this time, 
of transformation. How do you guide, like, what's the priority? What would be the priority in taking the next step? Is it these practices that fill our tanks, that fill our bucket, like that meditation and that yoga and that, you know, the positive feeling of of self-talk? Is it? Well, I mean, I would say this, if you've been really out of gas for a while, and you're just at the very, very beginning, you got to start so small that you, whatever you choose to do, you could do every day for the rest of your life. And here's what I mean by that. Like my slippery character would have me sign up for a yoga marathon for $500 a month. And next thing you know, I'm not going anymore. So it's like there, everything's on YouTube. Can you find a little practice and do 10 minutes of some sun salutation? And is it something that 10 minutes, could you do it every day for the rest of your life? That's a good practice for you then. Mm. You know, meditation. I enjoy a variety of meditations. I, I did train I um, in TM. So I'm a TM meditator. I have a transcendental mind. meditation. That's right. I do guided meditation. I do some Dr. Joe Dispenza meditations. I, I have a handful of go-tos but there's an app for that. You can try all kinds of different meditations, but maybe all you can do right now is sit in a chair with your hands on your heart and just in, out, in, out, like just watch your breath for five minutes. And you set a little timer, you know you can do five minutes. You know you can do five minutes. Mm thoughts come, that's okay. You just go back to your breath, in, out, in, out. And that's all you do is five minutes. And then a month goes by. I would add a few more things to it. Like if you're not a water drinker, you got to drink two glasses of water a day. A month goes by and you go, wow, I'm feeling kind of good. I got my little sun salutations. I got my little meditation. I'm getting my water going. Okay, let me look at my practices. And then I layer on a couple more things and add a little bit more time. If it's too much where then you don't want to do it, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And it really begins by just gently, what you're doing is you're coaxing yourself onto the path. You're coaxing yourself. You're not whipping yourself. You're not beating yourself up. You're just like, it's like you got a little treaty in your hand, like I do with my little buzzy bulldog. Here, baby, like I got a little treaty in my hand and I need him to do something. You're coaxing yourself on the path. I like that word coaxing. Now you've been through this transformation. So from so from working as executive producer with Oprah to becoming, you know, having your own podcast and show and moving to Napa and the puppy dogs. Yeah. And now there's and then hosting retreats, transformation retreats. Talk yeah. about the transformation retreats and tell us a, an example of someone who Yeah. So so basically when when as I kept reimagining my own business, which I have now, it's like Here's my question to myself. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I certainly want to have these conversations. So everything I've built within my business is about having these conversations. And then I'm like, well, I want to go to Italy. I really do. I'd like to go to Italy. Next thing you know, I'm looking at my Instagram. Someone reaches out. Hey, I know of a great villa in Umbria. I could hook you up. Okay. So I've been there. I'm going back there for my third time with a big group of women will all stay in this 12th century church that's been renovated into this amazing property in the middle of heaven. And, you know, we'll, we'll do some workshops every day and then we'll go out and we'll go to Cortona, we'll go to Assisi 
And so I've done that three times. I've done Tuscany once. I'm taking a group to Africa in June. What? I know. I'm oh, going on safari with a group of people. And then in 2024, I'm going to announce uh, probably Rwanda trekking with the gorillas and maybe a big stint in Bali. So it's just stuff I want to do. It's just stuff I want to do. And then I'm like, who wants to come? And then we'll make it <clears throat> deeply meaningful and transformational. I love that. I know it's been on my <clears throat> list, on my list to join you for that Italy trip. The Africa one sounds amazing too. Really going to be special. Mm. Oh my gosh, that does sound amazing. I've been wanting to do that. It's another bucket list item. So you're making your bucket list work for you and you're bringing others along with you yep, as part of that, exactly. part of the journey. And so what, when you work in that deep time of transformation away from the rest of the world, the biggest, I think, concern for many of us, myself included is, well, what, you know, how do I maintain this when I get back home? How do you facilitate that, Sherry? Hold that container for that. Well, so picture what I've been saying so far. So, you know, generally the people who come with me on stuff are in my world. You know, they've taken my course or they're, they're in my mastermind or something in general. But I, you know, what I, I like to do is make sure that everybody has their basic practices going. So it isn't like you're like, you've gone from zero and now you're, you know, chanting, you know, you have your little practices going, you, you've gotten comfortable guiding yourself on the path a little bit. And so then when we get to a place like that, away from our lives, then here's the question, what's the sacred opportunity sitting right in front of you? Mm. And how do we unlock that? How do we unlock that sacred opportunity? So with energy and with practicality, so then when you go back to your life, you're on fire. And, and you're not going back to a life where you, you were slumping around. You were already building some of these little practices in. So now you've just expanded and elevated. And that's, that's what I do with myself. I'm only doing what I do with myself is that I get to a level, I stabilize, I integrate, then what's next? What's my next, what's my next sacred opportunity to expand this life experience I'm having so much. I I like that, but you're not piling on, you're accepting something new and maybe letting go of something old. And this transformation work, do you like, do you think like you're doing therapy with Dr. Maria and, and like this, these sessions and as like things come up in these sessions, how does that result in a healing feeling? Is it yeah. that reconnect physiologic? Like you feel like these there's healing and have you seen like physical energetic improvement? Well, here, here in that particular modality, and there's many modalities, yeah. but in that particular modality, which is therapy, what I'm seeing is that when I bring up these things that are pretty rooted in shame or fear or or I'm I've just made myself completely unconscious about it and I bring it to the light in, with another person that I'm trusting that has no real she has no no skin in my life game mm-hmm. she's you know I'll, I, when we're done I'm never going to see her again you know, I'll be appreciative. And, and, and once I see it, the big me, big me and the me right now, the version of me right now, I see it and I go, Oh, look at that pattern. I've done that every time. Wow. Look how that's not helpful. Hmm. Okay. Where did that come from? I see where that came from now. 
okay, and now I have an understanding where I'm free of it. Is that awareness? Because now you're aware, oh, that's an old pattern. Yeah. Oh, that's that, that's that back alley, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's the back thing. It's the not wanting to be abandoned. It's that looking for love in all the wrong places. It's, it's that instead of my, instead of coming back to myself. So it's illuminating. And I've done a lot of work. So we have to dig pretty deep to come up with anything. Cause I'm like, done that, done that, done that, done that. So, but there's always more. There's always more. We're so complicated. And think about the millions and millions of moments we've already lived. We've got our big traumas, our little traumas, our little teas. There's so much that we've buried or repressed or denied about ourselves. And so just keep bringing it up, bringing it up, releasing it with a holy breath. And when we started our conversation, we talked about this transformation, steps to transformation, and also being able to listen to and trust our intuition. Right. Trust that still small voice, the little winks on the our path, the hints that we're going in the right direction or wrong. Right. <laughs> and now you're on to a new journey. Will you share some of the hints and winks that? Oh, yeah, that this is crazy. This is crazy. Oh, wait, nothing we've talked about so far has been crazy. No, 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 but this is crazy. I mean, I, this is so magical. This is so crazy. So I'm working with my intense group. It's, it's a small group, an intense group. And we did something I call mapping last May, which is really looking at your life, mapping out where you're going next. We work on it for a while. We put it away. And so there I am doop, 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 in November. It's like the week after Thanksgiving. And somebody in my universe sends me an email. Hey, I know you like to do retreats. You might consider this place. And I usually I'm not, I wouldn't be like just surfing the web interwebs, you know, in, in the middle of the day, I was probably doing something, but something said, click on it. I clicked on it, up comes this website. And I went, it's a, it's a place, it's a place. It's a, a new concept in urban living where it's 70% green space. And it's all these little hamlets that create this amazing village. And I looked at it and I went, oh, I'm supposed to live there. Wow. I, booked, I booked a flight. I went there. I'm in contract on a piece of property. I'm going to build a house. I'll be moving there soon. And when I pull out that map I told you about that I put in a drawer, it said, here's what's next for me. I'm going to look at property in Sonoma. It didn't say anything about moving to Georgia. <laughs> Georgia was not on my dance where card. You're I know. Not my bingo card. No. But is that like because you were born in Georgia, Brunswick, Georgia, to be exact, where I delivered babies and I I delivered two of my own? Like I'm here, it's almost full circle, right? Born and die in Georgia. I mean, because eventually they're going to have assisted living, so I can just live out my days there. But I, you know, I saw the website first thing. I'm like, I'm supposed to live there. I wow. go there. I stand on the land, and I'm like, this is my land. This is where my roots are going to really grow. And that was that. And you trusted that you trusted that well that's that's what i think this work what it brings you to is you can you go oh oh huh huh and that doesn't mean you don't get a hitch in your giddy up you know i mean when i was negotiating this land i have to tell you this i go to negotiate it and all of a sudden i morph into this crazy person control freak nobody's gonna screw me screw or be screwed persona i'm gonna go in real low and too bad if they don't take it and i'm watching myself going wow that, those are really old patterns 
that is some learning or training from another time. And I go to myself, I'm like, how do I snap out of it? What would workshop Sherry say? It's like, well, what workshop Sherry would say, let's have it be good for both parties, for me and the woman selling it. Let's have it be good for both of us so we both rise up. And so she's giving me this gift of this land and I'm giving her the gift of these resources. The minute I did that, all the angst was gone and I had a deal in like 15 minutes. Oh my gosh, that is a good story. And that's, that what, ha- awareness. that's what happens when you do this work. Who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? And part of your workshops too, it's writing, right? It's writing your story. Yes. Digging deep. Well, and writing like, a new story. The new story. Writing a new story. I mean, we all have a story, as you know. And that story is on uh, an autoplay in our minds. We're just feeding ourselves a lot of lies, a lot of criticism, a lot of darkness. And we have to rewrite those stories. Like, of course I should, I should be guided. Of course the universe is going to help me. Of course the universe is going to help me buy it. The universe put it on my path. There's a new story to be told. And when you tell that new story, Dr. Anna, as I know, you know, there's a new life that comes with it. Mm-hmm. The life of your dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I love that. I don't think, okay. Like the concept, writing the new story. Yeah. Writing the new story. And then thank you for sharing that the awareness of when these old patterns come up or when there's like angst or anger or those negative emotions, like digging, you, you have the awareness, the realization to handle that and transform it into something beautiful. And you got what you tip on that, the pro tip on that, because I'm going to have to do that for the rest of my life. Cause those patterns I spent decades creating. So I'm going to have to keep my eyeballs on that for the rest of my life. But the pro tip is instead of becoming infuriating myself, oh, I thought you're doing all this work and now you're behaving like that. No, instead I got curious. Curiosity is a delicious detective energy. Mm-hmm. I just got I curious. It. I just got curious. Like what's going on there? You must be really afraid. You're really afraid right now because it's big money and you're feeling insecure and you're not married. So you got to do it yourself again. Oh, there's a lot bubbling up there, girl. Mm. So in my curiosity, I could have this compassion for myself and then come back and say, okay, but when you are in your center, workshop Sherry, what would she say? <laughs> and she, she did not steer me wrong. Mm-hmm. You, can, you were able to stand by beside yourself yeah. and coach yourself through that, which is really powerful. I, I want to thank you so much for sharing everything you've shared with us today. And before I let you go, I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Part okay. of my girlfriend, doctor, rapid fire questions, and tell our audience where they can find you, follow you and connect and go to Africa with you. Oh my gosh. I would love everybody to come and find me. It's my, my website tells you everything. Sherry Salata.com S H E R I Salata S A L A T A.com. Everything is there. 
Awesome. Awesome. And at Sherry Salada on Instagram, follow her there because she's super fun. Are you still showing up in your rollers? I haven't seen one with you in your rollers. I haven't in a while. I haven't. I love to wear my rollers. Sometimes if I don't have time to take them out, I go live with my rollers. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And um, okay. So in the Girlfriend Doctor brand, we have four pillars, nourish, awaken, shine, and embrace. And so a question in each of these pillars, nourish, what is your favorite food? But if it was your last day on earth, and they said, okay, oh, I'm going to serve make, this up I, for you. I would make my vegetarian lasagna. Your veggie lasagna. Okay. With cheese, without cheese, with vegetarian. Well, I would make it vegetarian. If it was okay. my last day on earth, I would make it vegetarian. But I use some impossible sausage and, and meat and stuff like that. It's pretty, it's, it's, like, it's like the old lasagna when I was a meat-eating gal. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. I'm getting hungry. And Awaken, what book is at your bedside right now? What are you reading or what are you oh, really excited well, about reading or sharing? I, yes, I'm going to tell you what I'm reading. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It, ju- it came out today. It came out today and I got my copy yesterday and it is Vienna Farrow's. Uh, she is the mindful MFT, Vienna Farron. Her new book is called The Origins of You. And it's about the origins of you. It is about how we, how we grow up in our families. It is how breaking family patterns can liberate the way we live and love. Oh my goodness. I love it. I'm going to share it with, I've got this. I don't know why it reminded me of you today. My Dolly Pardonisms. Oh, I love that. (laughs) It's hard to be a diamond in a rhinestone world. It's hard to be a diamond in a rhinestone world. And the one I flipped to this morning, because I just flipped, uh, you know, uh, it's so cute. And it's one I read to my granddaughter. So it said, I do the best I can every day and I'm going to enjoy my life. Some people work at being miserable. I work at being happy. And that was a reflection on her life philosophy during an interview for the Oprah magazine. So that's the one I, I flipped to today. But I love these little Dollyism. I love it. Well, that's right. Choose happiness is a choice. Happiness is a choice, right? And it's like if you're if you're miserable, that's what you're working on. Yeah. So I think that's powerful. And then shine a beauty tip or secret. We already know your Velcro rollers, so that's why. Yeah, Velcro rollers, that's my big tip. If you don't know how to blow dry, just throw, throw it in a little big, big fat iron and put it in your Velcro rollers. Beauty tip or secret. A berry lip, which I got from Bella Gandhi, Smart Dating Academy. Mm-hmm. Always wear a berry lip. And I have my matching berry nails. Ah, I love that. Okay. And that's where I learned about Beauty Counter from you too. Yeah, berry lips and embrace. So when we talk about embracing, like you're single now, opening to embracing love. And the biggest thing that has been that you shared is that part of that embracing self-love and self-worth in this and now being open to open to having a partner in your life. So someone else out here, same situation, single, Yeah, you know past midlife thinking, okay, do I, you know, I'm ready for this person now. What, what, what do we do besides listen to Bella Gandhi, you guys, Smart Dating Academy, Bella Gandhi. She's a, but like, she's what, what, here's what I'm going to say. You're, what's something that you're doing? What this is, this is not going to be for everybody, but here, here's what I said to myself. I'm really not interested in partnering the way I used to partner with men. And I'm really not interested in bringing my old patterns 
into the way I used to partner with men. So what I want, so that's why I'm doing my therapy, I'm doing my healing journeys, I'm doing my modalities, because I really want to clean that up so that I come as my healed self, my self in, healed in progress, and I really have a clear sense of the clarity of what I want, what I want it to feel like, and not some scribblings from my teenage girl journal. So that's what I'm about right now, really understanding what is it that I want in that relationship and what, what would be my expectation for how we would interact. And I'm pretty sure I'm really open to having it not be conventional and not being, you know, anything to do with what I was taught, you know, when I was growing up. So that, that feels right for you. So I think that's like one of the things is what is that in my own work too, what that relationship looks like, what the shared common interests are, what the, how we feel around each other, getting along together and right. beyond the passion, right? beyond the passion. And so, yeah, no, well, I love yes, that. Thank why, you. why would we not use the same techniques and skills? I mean, everything I'm doing professionally three years ago, I had no clue I was going to be doing maybe even two and a half years ago. I had no idea. And now it's this thriving business that lights me up. I've never been happier. I've never felt more on purpose. And I just kind of follow the breadcrumbs. Okay, I'll try that. Hmm, okay, I'll try that. Hmm, okay. So I'd like to bring that same sense of openness and curiosity and lack of control to uh, manifesting the intimate partnership. I like that lack of control in that just being open, right? Yeah. And without those expectations, what it's supposed to look like. Like. Yeah, follow the breadcrumbs. Your 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 big you knows your big you knows who's the right guy and where he That's is. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow! Thank you so much for being here today, you guys. Sherry Salada, it is awesome to speak with her at any time. Check out her website, SherrySalada.com. Follow her on Instagram. Read her book, The Beautiful No. I mean, she has been an inspiration to me and such a pleasure. Sherry, thank you again for coming on the show. I can't wait till we bring together again. We've got to arrange this. I love you. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Till next time.